0: The Paul McGuire report. This is Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to continue to understand the money system, how money system is a global system, where it came from, and where it's going in terms of not only Bible prophecy, but the global reset. So, in doing that, I want to just recap briefly uh, the, the sinking or the implosion of that small submarine, the Titan and how it relates to the uh, sinking of the Titanic. So in the sinking of the Titanic, uh, J.P. Morgan uh, basically owned the company that built the Titanic, and he financed the Titanic. J.P. Morgan was one of the wealthiest individuals in the world, and J.P. Morgan invited a number of very big uh, billionaires some of the world's other wealthiest men, to join him on the Titanic uh, for a special meeting. Now, at the last minute, J.P. Morgan canceled his uh, booking on the Titanic. And so the the remaining billionaires, uh, they sailed into the ocean on the luxury ship, the Titanic, which subsequently uh, crashed directly into icebergs. Conveniently sank, and the captain, of course, made it safely out of the situation. Um, the the billionaires that were on the boat, they all had one primary thing in common, and that is they opposed J.P. Morgan's plan to uh, create what was called the Federal Reserve System or the Federal Reserve Banks in America. And they opposed it, and they had the money and the power and the will to prevent the passage of what uh, became the Federal Reserve Act, which was signed into law a year after the Titanic sank. The Titanic sank in 1912. The Federal Reserve Act was passed in 1913. Now, uh, the Federal Reserve Act was a takeover, uh, a non constitutional takeover. Of the American money system. And the American money system was supposed to be unique in that it was supposed to be owned and controlled by we, the people in America, through our elected representatives. Conversely, in Europe, in places like Great Britain and France and Germany and Italy, et cetera, those nations were controlled by the secretive and private ownership of the wealthiest elite, like the Rothschild family and others, who owned what were called the central banks. And the central banks were nothing more than uh, a ruse to to con the people into believing they were uh, private banks. Central banks, for example, in Great Britain, uh, Rothschild owned the central banks. And the central banks were just a mechanism, a financial mechanism for him, to control both the political realm and the financial realm and the military realm and all other realms of a nation. America resisted, and the American people, those that were aware of this, they resisted and did not like, uh, quite strongly, they did not like this this, uh, concept of a central bank. And so in order to pass the central bank, they simply rebranded it and renamed it Uh, the Federal Reserve Banks or the Federal Reserve System. And uh, that's how they passed it, and that's how they were able to fool the people. And both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party uh, were behind the passage of the Federal Reserve Act, which was nothing more than a central bank, Rothschild, Great Britain style, a central bank by which these international banking families, the globalist elite, could totally dominate and control a nation. So in America, we have the, the most powerful force in America is the Federal Reserve System, and it controls essentially everything because it controls the money system. It creates at will um, things like recessions, depressions, inflation, uh, or whatever to dominate the people and to allow the international banking families to enrich themselves. So even now, when we see discussion of the Great Reset, the people who really control the Great Reset are the international banking families. And here in America, as well as the rest of the world, you know, we have uh, an economic crisis. Ever since I was born, and I was old enough to remember, uh, America has always been, as well as the rest of the world, in a cyclical economic crisis. I can never remember a time in my life where there wasn't always the talk and the threat and the reality of one economic crisis after another there may have been a few good years here and there but there was, there was there was always this unseen manipulation of the stock market and the financial system and the end result was and the primary goal is of both the central banks and the federal reserve their target goal is to make sure that the nation which means we the people get into debt and the american people the middle class the working class are continually being sucked into debt because when you're in debt you are a slave the bible says the the uh the slave you're a slave to the lender to the bank and the bank uh creates interest rates encourages you to borrow and they basically control your profits, your ability to pass on your assets to your family, et cetera, et cetera. So this is the, the what's called the money trust. This is the secret. Uh, it's somewhat of an open secret. But since the international bankers control all the means of communication, whether it's Internet media or uh, broadcast media or entertainment media or whatever it is, the international bankers control all forms of communication. As such, you rarely hear, uh, almost never hear, open, honest, transparent discussion of what the Federal Reserve really is, and so most Americans don't know what it really is, and they are ripped off and taken advantage of. I remember when I was doing regular uh, Fox News Network uh, interviews, regular Fox uh, News uh, financial Program, uh, programs. Uh, Fox had at that time, and I believe it still has, the Fox News Network and the Fox Business Channel. They've renamed the Fox Business Channel. But I would appear on both. And uh, I was invited to be, among other things, an economic commentator, an economic analyst, um, as well as a political analyst and uh, a social analyst. And that privately is very amusing to me. In fact, if you really want to know the truth, it's absolutely hilarious to me because my my uh, background uh, is not like hardcore economics. And uh, I remember when uh, at the University of Missouri, uh, I was taking certain required courses. One was uh, uh, economics, and uh, the classroom was some large auditorium with hundreds of students and the professor. And being who I am and doing things the way that I do them, which is to think out of the box and act out of the box. I remember listening to the lecture of the professor, knowing basically zero uh, about economics. And so I talked to the professor after the end of the first class. And I got into a brief discussion to him and I said, you know, what I would like to know as I take this class is if you could give us a simple definition as to what money is and where money came from, because he was like, you know, blowing a tremendous amount of smoke in the eyes of the students, which were all mesmerized. And a lot of the students knew far more than I did about economics. But I always relied on uh, my common sense. And it, it appeared to me, now I didn't say this to the professor of economics, but it appeared to me that Money was like a game. Now, decades later, after self-educating myself versus learning nothing at the university about the true nature of economics, and, you know, and so then all of a sudden I become a nationally known commentator on the biggest financial news networks, basically revolving around Fox, which had massive audiences back at that time. You know, you had an actual real audience that tuned in of about 6 million people on average. And then when I would do people's shows like O'Reilly's show, it would be like 7 to 10 million people live actually watching. Now, Fox's numbers and everybody else's numbers have gone down seriously since that high point. So I enjoyed like over a 10-year period, enormous exposure. and. it's, therefore, it's humorous to me privately uh, that I would end up being an expert <laughs> in a field that I knew nothing about when I started out my life. And uh, my, my interest in economics only became uh, electrified, only became real when, when I was able to demystify ec- economics and understand what money really is and what, where money really comes from. And that doesn't mean, you know, I'm some brilliant economic genius. I certainly am not. Uh, My primary calling is to be a Bible teacher and uh, a speaker on Bible prophecy and a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And economics comes into that because when you read the Bible, it talks a lot about economics. And actually, I would have to say that the -the behind-the-scenes foundation that I picked up through self-education, that means like reading books, um my, my learning and studying of the Bible and studying Bible scholars like Dr. Francis Schaeffer equipped me with a basic foundation of what economics should be um, and a basis for economics that's real versus the illusory system of economics, the matrix system of economics, the virtual reality world of economics that the world lives in. Now, I'm not using those phrases to be cute or or make trite little put-downs. As I did the deep dive of self-education versus simply being a sponge to public or private education and absorbing the propaganda, uh, I chose to think outside of the box and ask questions. And the more I studied the Bible— as my primary foundation, the more I studied the Bible, the more uh, the reality of what the true nature of the economic system is and was became clear to me. And the clarity goes all the way back to Genesis, where God says, be fruitful and multiply. That is, by the way, not only a biological commandment of God, it's an economic commandment of God. And if you study and meditate and read other scriptures in the Bible, God will open up your eyes supernaturally to the reality of economics on a far more powerful level, because the foundational precept of understanding economics is you have to come to the place where you understand economics is simply not a matter of a set of principles. It's not a matter of simply uh, a set of mathematical quotients and percentages and uh, uh, an analysis of, you know, like how much oil, uh, what's the cost of energy, uh, the the cost of warfare, and things like that. Economics, at its root, is a spiritual system. And until you understand that, you will be clueless uh, and remain clueless because you don't even have the beginning of wisdom if you don't understand that the root, of of money the root of uh, economics is that it's a spiritual system now god the biblical god institutes his system which is the true system of economics and the true system of economics is based on the laws of god uh, the biblical god and the go- and the laws of god are based on the fact that god is love so true economics produces true prosperity but true prosperity can only be uh, accessed when a nation, individual, or culture, you've got to get out of the, uh, you know, greed is good syndrome. That's a lie. It's it's a partial truth in the sense that if you aggressively pursue money and wealth, you will be rewarded for your aggressiveness or greed, if you want to call it that. But That is a very uh, Darwinian statement, which is a militant secular humanist statement, which is a godless statement, because ultimately greed is not good. Eventually, at the end of the road, the super capitalists following blindly greed may accumulate massive amounts of wealth. But if they accumulate wealth and in the process violate God's laws, and violate God's laws of love, they will end up enslaving the nation that they're in, which has happened to America, and they will end up enslaving their fellow man, which brings them into a serious accountability situation with the infinite person, the living God of the universe, who has a set of laws. The primary law is to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. So if you have been violating that law in the accumulation of wealth, God may allow that to continue for some indeterminate period of time. But at a certain point, God, who is the righteous judge of the universe, will say enough is enough, and you'll have to give an account. In other words, you'll have to come before his throne and give an account for what you did with all the money and wealth and power you managed to accumulate. And if you use those monies to enslave your fellow man, which brought about incredible suffering uh, into people's lives, God is going to hold you accountable for that. And God will judge you for that. And if your sins or transgressions in the monetary area are great enough, you will suffer the wrath or the judgment of God, either in this lifetime or certainly in the world to come. You will suffer you will pay a penalty, and it will be fair and righteous. So these are things that are not talked about by uh, modern institutions. And so the men and women who basically rule our world today, uh, the ones that are secretly controlling things from behind the scenes, they have largely accumulated their wealth and their power and their control by, in effect, selling their souls to an evil supernatural force, or selling their souls to Satan or Lucifer. And so the deal that they have made that allowed them to get incredible wealth and power and fame, the deal that they made is that they promised to serve, and they promised to obey Satan or Lucifer. They, they became Luciferians, and they sold their souls to Lucifer in exchange for power, wealth, money, and things of that nature. And that gives them, some of them, incredible power. Now, you have to understand, once again, that money is a spiritual system. And so the accumulation and the making of vast fortunes in the billions or trillions of dollars most often accompanies a selling of a person's soul to the devil and uh, making an allegiance to Satan to serve Satan with your wealth, to do the things that Satan wants. And so there is a hidden, the reality that is not discussed, but it is a reality that is true, is this. There is a hidden globalist elite. There is a hidden and secretive Luciferian elite that have been with mankind since the beginning. And these people and families are serving Satan. They are promoting Satan's programs. And Satan is rewarding them with massive, massive wealth. Now, in order to have a biblical third great awakening or a biblical uh, spiritual revival, God's people need to have a revelation of the truth in all areas that the Bible communicates. But a primary revolution, a, a, a revelation, a primary revelation of the truth, has to occur in the understanding of money and economics and power if you are blind spiritually to the dynamics of the supernatural and the dynamics of the spiritual as it relates to money you will be perpetually enslaved and go into captivity uh and that's where we are now as we as we live in the last days we're we're in the middle of an all out war and many many times too many times actually the people that are the servants of satan are more sophisticated in this generation, are wiser in this generation, the Bible says, than the children of God or the children of light are. And it's not supposed to be that way. God wants you to be taught the principles from his word of the accumulation of wealth and power and how to overcome the evil one. But that doesn't come Uh, until you're willing to really dig into the Word of God, and you're really willing to renew your mind with God's Word. Then those doors of understanding, wisdom, and knowledge and power open up for you. This is the Paul McGuire Report. on Paul McGuire. In a moment, we're going to take a deeper dive into the supernatural and spiritual nature of money, and we're going to expose things that are both contemporary and ancient And I believe that you will benefit greatly by what you hear. And, of course, I ask that you pass this information on far and wide to as many people as you possibly can, because we are in a zone or period in time where the battle is fast and furious. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. This is Paul McGuire. So the basic foundational truth is that money is a spiritual system. Money is a supernatural system. Anybody who has any doubt about that whatsoever really doesn't know what they're talking about. One very simple illustration that I use all the time when I'm teaching or ministering is um, simply take your dollar bill out of your wallet purse, or whatever. A $1 bill and look at the back of it. And I'm not talking about just the words one nation under God, but you see countless uh, occultic, supernatural, spiritual symbols of all kinds on both the left hand side and the right hand side. So, for example, and I'm not going to go through them all, I talk about it in my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America and the Day the Dollar Died, Um, but just briefly, you see the pyramid on the left-hand side. The pyramid is an, is an occult shape. The pyramidical structure is an ancient occult structure. The pyramid is what the ancient occultic, what I call the pharaoh god-king system, was developed. And that's why they borrowed the pyramid structure from ancient Babylon, built by Nimrod at the time of the Tower of Babel. That's why ancient Egyptian temples and monuments, etc., were all pyramidical in shape. And the pyramid is the basis for the modern corporation. And by the way, the modern corporation is built after an occultic uh, managerial flowchart system, which is what the pyramid is. So on the bottom of the pyramid, on the dollar bill, it says Nuvos Order Seclorum, which means New Order of the Ages or New World Order. Today, that's called, New World Order is now called the Great Reset. So New World Order is the Great Reset. They just changed the name to to make it more marketable. Um, And then you have uh, a little bit higher up in the pyramid on the back of a U.S. dollar is the all-seeing eye of Lucifer, sometimes referred to as the all-seeing eye of Horus. Then. On the right-hand side, you have a bird that a lot of people think is an eagle. It's not an eagle. It's a a picture of the legendary phoenix bird. The phoenix is a well-known occultic symbol. And if you understand the philosophy and the occult framework that birthed a good percentage of our nation, Sir Francis Bacon who was head of the Rosicrucian movement, one of the world's most powerful occultists, despite the fact that he masqueraded as somebody who believed in the pure logic and reason of science. Uh, he believed that America was, was destined to be the head of the new world order or the head of the new Atlantis. And the phoenix represents that, because in occultic legends, the phoenix represents the old order that has to die. So in ancient occult legends, the phoenix dies by burning up in flames, and out of the ashes of the flames, a new world order is birthed. And this is from Sir Francis Bacon and other occultists. And then there are many, many other uh, occult symbols, numbers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, on the back of the U.S. dollar. So if you if you try to maintain the position of just being a pure secular humanist economist, you're an idiot because all over the dollar are occultic symbols, including in God we trust. But that was just placed there to pacify Christians who wouldn't do their homework. So the same thing is true when you go down to Wall Street in New York. You see the statue of that giant bull. Now that giant bull on Wall Street, the statue, the bull represents Baal, B-A-A-L, and it's a symbol of Baal worship. So so that is a signal to you, if you know how to read the symbols, the occult symbols, that's a symbol to you that uh, the monetary system is at its spiritual foundation or its supernatural foundation. It's all about the worship of Baal. That's why you have the bull. Uh, you know, charging forward like in a bull market economically, but in in ancient Canaan with the Canaanites and other uh, <clears throat> pagan tribes, the people would sacrifice or have their children burnt on the fiery altars of Baal, and they were, were that was their occultic way of seeking Baal to to bless them and provide for them financially in other ways. They would sacrifice their own children and burn their own children alive on the altars of Baal. And when ancient Israel, when the children of Israel were in a backslidden condition, which happened on a cyclical basis throughout history, when they were backslidden, they too, the children of Israel, would worship at the altars of Baal. They would forsake the true God. They would violate the covenant that God made with the children of Israel, and they would participate in Baal worship and burning their own children alive on the altars of Baal. And another example, and by the way, this is the reason why an actual temple of Baal was torn down in the Middle East, and huge segments of the temple of Baal, representing Baal worship, were imported into key cities, and two of the key cities were London, England, and the other was in New York City. So if you go down near where the mayor's mansion is of New York City, you can see the imported uh, a large segment of the Temple of Baal uh, reassembled on the grounds of the mayor's house in New York City representing, of course, Baal worship. Why is that the case in both London and New York City? Because behind, these are also, these are not just cities. New York City, among other cities, and London, among other cities, are occultic power centers. And the occultic power, ultimately, that they're drawing upon is Baal, or the female form of Baal is Astaroth. And Ashtaroth worship usually revolves around sexual immorality or uh, the merger of sexuality and occultic worship, because uh, throughout different civilizations, Ashtaroth worship, the female goddess. They would have temple prostitutes, and I don't need to go into the, to, into the specifics, obviously, but you can, you can figure out what would have happened in the temples of Ashtaroth which, by the way, would be in, under the names of different famous historical female goddesses. But they all go back, originally, to Semiramis, who was the wife of uh, Nimrod, who was the builder of ancient Babylon and the Tower of Babel. So this occultic power and this willingness to serve Lucifer in exchange for power, sex, money, fame, fortune, or whatever, Now, our monetary system, and going back to the uh, central banks, going back to the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and many of these other uh, globalist elite multi-billionaire families, many of these families or many of these individuals were heavily involved in occultic worship. So, for example, the Rothschild family uh, was very much involved in the Illuminati. And the Rothschild family helped finance the Illuminati. And the Rockefeller family financed all kinds of occultic things, as well as the other super-richest families in the world who became board members of the Federal Reserve Board in America, which took over our monetary supply and put our monetary supply and the control of our money into the hands of what can be described as an occult or Luciferian globalist elite. Now that takes us back, as we discussed the other day on the Paul Maguire report, that takes us back to the time where the, the some of the world's wealthiest, richest, most powerful men were secretly meeting on Jekyll Island off, off the coast of Georgia. And what they were meeting about was they were plotting and planning out how they were going to take over the money supply of the United States of America and steal the control and ownership of the American money supply they were going to steal it by by having by corrupting our elected representatives and creating a completely unconstitutional federal reserve banking system or federal reserve system which is built on Occultic principles that go back to ancient Babylon. Some of these occultic principles are uh, loaning money at interest rates and profiting illegally. Another occultic principle is printing money from nothing. In other words, you're printing dollar bills, but they're backed by nothing but a promise from the Federal Reserve. Now, if you had the power like this globalist wealthy elite had the power to print money from nothing, you could print money yourself and make hundreds of millions of dollars. Just printing money, and it's all based on a bluff that you have something tangible to back it up. But nobody's enforcing that, so you have nothing to back it up and you're making a fortune. Printing money from nothing is what is called a lie. Printing money from nothing is called an illusion. Or a deception. Printing money from nothing reveals to you the dark secrets of the satanic world system by which this world, this present world system, currently runs. Printing money from nothing, ultimately, when you analyze it at its highest level and you do your homework, when you analyze the occultic principle of printing money from nothing, you recognize that this is not merely an economic system. This is a system based on the ancient Luciferian alchemical magic. Alchemical magic began when the Knights of Templar, and actually began before that, when powerful groups would would claim through occult rituals that they were able to take worthless or valueless substances like clay or rock, And then when you performed alchemical magic or a ritual, they claimed you could take a worthless substance or a worthless material and and supernaturally transform it into gold. So the, the idea that you take something that's worthless, a material that's worthless, and pass it through an occult ritual or alchemical magic, and then it becomes gold, Is the basis, it's the secret hidden foundation of our money system. And the only reason they get away with it is that the masses of people, including the masses of Christians, continue to have faith or belief in the money system apart from any rational reason or logic or facts. It's just blind allegiance or blind faith. So the magical principle by which the globalist elite rule the world is based on a kind of multidimensional confidence game that allows them to use alchemical magic to take something worthless. So if you're printing money from nothing, nothing is worthless. Get that fixed in your mind. When, When they're printing money from nothing, remember that nothing means nothing. It's worthless. It has no value. You can't trade it in for anything. So when they're printing money from nothing to make money, and then loan you that money, and you're going to pay interest, or you're going to buy stuff with that money, it's all based on this blind faith. It's based on this magical belief, and that is called alchemical magic. And you have to understand that the people who run this world, the people who run the United States of America, the people who run the United Nations and the rest of the world empires, secretly behind the scenes at the highest levels, they are the practitioners and disciples of ancient, magical, alchemical, sorcery, Satanism, psychic, all kinds of weird uh, occult religious principles and teachings they are disciples of and practitioners of. And that is how they secretly manipulate the world into becoming their slaves. And that is how they manipulate people into becoming their slaves, and they, in turn, become the rulers of the world. but but they're doing it illegally. They're doing it by violating God's laws. But the reason they're allowed to get away with it is because God's people and the people of the world largely go along with it. They choose to believe in the practitioners of magic or alchemical magic. They choose to believe that over the laws of God's word. Because if you study God's Word, like the original Pilgrims and Puritans did, if you study God's Word, you recognize that God promises to supernaturally bless anyone who will seek his face and attempt to obey his laws. God will supernaturally grant them prosperity, health, healing, blessing, favor, all the things that men and women are looking for in the occult or Satanism All those things originally came from God's word and God's laws. They just became perverted by the world system. And people made the choice to believe Satan rather than to believe God. And this originated in the Garden of Eden. What caused the fall of mankind? What caused the fall of mankind and mankind's loss of rulership over the earth was the fact that Eve and then Adam chose to stop believing in God's Word, rejected God's Word, because Lucifer, who was embodying a serpent-like being, seduced them spiritually, lied about God, and coerced them, manipulated their minds through a form of alchemical hypnotic magic, which is still being used today to control the world, and they rejected God's Word, where God said, don't eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, for in the day that you do, you shall surely die. They disregarded God's word, and then they obeyed and followed the word of Satan, which promised them that they would be like gods, the transhumanist lie, the lie of the globalist elite. You will be like gods. Well, only in the most perverse and distorted sense of the word will you be like gods. You'll really be slaves of Satan. But your mind is so messed up and so distorted, you can't you can't discern the difference. Now Now you're unveiling the secret sources of power that run this world. And when you understand this in light of a revelation of the Holy Scripture, Genesis to Revelation, when you properly understand this, it will be the equivalent of a lightning bolt from heaven coming down and bursting with the light of God's Word in your mind, your heart, in your inner man, and in your woman. In a sense, there will be a revolution that occurs in your consciousness. A revolution produced by the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit will explode from within you, the dunamis dynamite power of God. And it will create a revolution in which the devil and the demons and the demonic controls of this present world system are blasted away by the dunamis power of God. You should not be afraid of that because it's biblical you need to read my book power from on high because power from on high is not a book that that is it's a fast moving book but it's designed to to turn you on in the in the true sense of the word and impart into your life the legitimate biblical power from on high and until you have that you ain't got nothing think about that until you have that you ain't got nothing and that's how that is how the people of god that is how we turn the tide of the spiritual war in our favor. And the hell and the demons and, and demonic spirits of all rankings are, are, are going to attempt to wage full-out warfare on the supernatural body of Christ as the supernatural body of Christ in the last days begins to obey God, repent of its unbelief, and once again acquire the dunamis dynamite power of God. It's in my book, Power from on High and the Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind, and um, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, which you can get at a super discount, free shipping right now, at paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. I'm not here to just, you know, uh, teach you dried out, repetitive truths, which, which may be very, very good, but unless the truth is lit up with the power of God... It's just a stagnant theological truth. So, for example, Lazarus is dead in a tomb, right, in the New Testament account. Lazarus is dead in the tomb. Jesus is walking around, right? But Lazarus is still dead in the tomb when Jesus is walking around. The truth and the theological reality of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, walking around and then coming to the tomb of Lazarus, where, it dis- where Jesus discovers that Lazarus is dead, it is at the point when Jesus thunders out of his inner man, Lazarus, come forth, that the dunamis power of God transmits out of Jesus Christ's body. And like an electrical force, it blasts Lazarus, and the resurrection power of God, the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead, automatically activates in the body, soul, and spirit of Lazarus, and he obeys the words of Jesus Christ. And he was dead, but in a moment he comes alive and he comes forth. Lazarus was dead and he is made alive by the supernatural power and authority of Jesus Christ. It is the same supernatural power and authority of Jesus Christ that Christ commanded his disciples in the New Testament. That's why he commanded them to go to Jerusalem and tarry in Jerusalem until the Father sends them power from on high, or clothes them with power from one high. The reason the church in America has been on the retreat until now and across the world is because largely the church in America has been trying to do the works that God has commanded us to do, but they have made the fatal mistake of attempting to do those works in the power of human ability and the power of the flesh and in the power of human strength. And you're always going to come up short if you're trying to do the supernatural works of God and Jesus Christ on your own power, you're going to flatline. Now, once the church reacquires power from on high, or the power of the Holy Spirit, as it was intended to do in the Bible, then as we become alive and supercharged with the power of the Holy Spirit and renew our minds and the authority of God's Word, at that moment, we come alive. And as we come alive, The virtue of Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ, begins to light up from within us, and that power begins to flow out of us supernaturally. It flows out of us into the physical, real world all around us. And changes that were previously impossible now become possible. There's a power shift in the invisible realm, which results in a power shift in the physical world realm. And all of a sudden, God's people are not a reproach, and they're not fourth-class citizens. All of a sudden, God's people are anointed, once again, like they were in the First Great Awakening and the Second Great Awakening. God's people are anointed. They rise in the power of the resurrection. They operate within the parameters of the authority of God's Word, which means they must have a solid, foundational, biblical worldview. They can't go astray on the reservation just teaching any kinds of of, of nonsense that ends up being occult stuff. They have to stay true to the Word of God. That's what God commands them to do. And if they will do those things, those are the conditions for the release of incredible blessing outlined in Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 and 2, where God says, don't worship idols or false gods, number one. Number two, hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That means obey radically and instantly. The word of God. And if you'll do these two things, God says, there's this massive list of blessings that are poured out on God's people and that will be poured out on you. You can acquire this. It's free, but you have to exercise your faith in God and you must attempt through the power of the Holy Spirit to walk in the ways that God has commanded. If you will do those things, nothing is impossible with God. So no situation, listen to me, no situation that you may be presently stuck in. No trial that you may presently be enduring. No difficulty that you may presently be wrestling against. is it, it, You never come to the place where it's impossible to overcome defeat, or at the very least, you receive the power to prevail and overcome. My grace is sufficient for thee. So there's no scenario in which you will not either receive the grace of God to endure, my grace is sufficient for thee, or the power of God to overcome. So in that, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. In that, you are victorious. In that, you escape captivity, and you put the devil and the demonic forces on the run. The globalist elite and the Luciferian elite are not all powerful. God has them on a leash. What he's waiting for is his people to get in alignment with his word and when you're in alignment with God's word he releases his power on you and part of the release of God's power upon you is God begins to yank that leash on the devil like a like a like a dog with rabies he yank God yanks that leash and he makes that rabid dog obey and i'm not against dogs but a rabid dog is a dangerous dog the devil is rabid but the devil unlike dogs the devil cannot be cured of his rabies. He's a sociopath. He's a psychopath. You always got to remember that. The only thing that the devil will respond to is your faith in the authority and power that Jesus Christ has given you. That's the only thing the devil respects, the raw power that you exercise by faith in Jesus Christ. And don't be afraid to exercise it. You were given that power, the dunamis dynamite power of God and the authority of Jesus Christ. You were given that power biblically, and you're supposed to use it with no fear. With no fear, with no fear, you're supposed to use it. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now let the frequency, the resonant frequency of that vibration blow your mind and be all that God created you to be. Be all that God created you to be, and you acquire that by faith in His Word, and receiving His forgiveness through the blood of Jesus, and by being born again, and asking God to live inside you and take up residence inside your inner man or inner woman. This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. So, understanding these things, let's review. The history of the money system. A select number of billionaires, super millionaires, and the wealthiest men in the world are secretly meeting on Jekyll Island uh, off the coast of Georgia in America. And they're plotting and planning the takeover, the, what I call the great heist of the American monetary system. They call this heist the Federal Reserve System, But it is nothing less than a total theft, a total stealing of the money of we the people. And it is, listen carefully, the establishment of the Federal Reserve is the primary economic instrument of slavery by the globalist elite, just like this Great Reset is probably the second biggest heist in the history of mankind. The Great Reset is not about your prosperity or your freedom. If you believe that, you deserve to have everything you have stolen from you by the elite, and you deserve to go into captivity and be a slave. Yes, you do. If you're so stupid, if you're so deliberately brainwashed, if you're so insistent about ignoring the principles of God's Word and applying them to your analysis of contemporary situations, if you steadfastly refuse to listen to what God is trying to tell you and warn you about then you deserve what comes down. The great reset, it should be called the great captivity. Are you listening to me? The great reset is the great captivity. It's a theft of your life, your children's life, and your grandchildren's life, should the Lord tarry. It's a total theft. And And the manifestation of the theft, the proof of the theft is they held their secret meetings on Jekyll Island right on top of a very mysterious, very large Indian burial ground. These Indians that had their burial ground on Jekyll Island, strangely enough, when they began to see the skeletons of the Indians, the skeletons of these strange genetic Indians were approximately um, anywhere between eight feet and nine feet tall in height. So this Indian tribe, unlike most Indian tribes, consisted of genetic giants, now what we know in the Bible regarding genetic giants is genetic giants is a gigantic clue no pun intended into the fact that the giants of old that were the Canaanites and occupied Canine, Canaan the giants of old were fallen angels that descended to the earth and impregnated human women when the human females were impregnated by the giants of old they give they gave birth to what were called the Rephbium, and then they became the Nephilim. This means they they were the children of hybrid or mixed DNA, the illegal, according to God's law, the illegal mixing of human DNA with fallen angel or demon DNA. And this is where you get the term Illuminati bloodline families. So when one of the men who was inspecting and, and researching This Indian burial ground was a very strong Christian, and I heard a tape of his message, and it blew my mind, because he was talking in the first hand about how God led him supernaturally to visit Jekyll Island, and through a series of miracles, doors opened for him to get to Jekyll Island. He visited the houses of the super wealthy that met there. He went to Rockefeller's house and Rockefeller's house was right on the center of the Indian burial ground. And in the interior of, Rock, of, of uh, Rockefeller's house, he saw all kinds of evidence and relics of the Indian burial ground. And then, by God's grace, because the power of God was on this Christian, he he asked the, the guy that God melted his heart, uh, kind of a caretaker, uh you know, pretended to read a newspaper, which allowed this Christian to go into very serious, heavy-duty intercessory prayer as he was sitting in a chair. And then, of course, beneath him, Rockefeller's house, and then below Rockefeller's house was the center of the Indian burial ground. So he's interceding, and his intercession involves breaking the demonic strongholds that were invoked by apparently these were not just Indian Indians. They were either descendants from the ancient Canaanite tribes, the Rephaim, or they were uh, uh, descendants from a illegal mating between human Indian women and fallen angels. So these these were the 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 skeletons of the Indians was evidence that these were Hybrid species the the Rephium and then the Nephilim, the giants of old, and he could see from the skeletal remains, pictures, paintings of the skeletal remains that they were this Indian tribe, and this is was was not your typical Indian tribe this apparently genetic hybrid race of giants in their burial ground below Rockefeller's house, they were in the business of of human sacrifice and child sacrifice. So child sacrifice and human sacrifice, according to the archaeological evidence, um, was a fundamental component of the worship of these strange Indian tribes uh, that were buried below Rockefeller's house. And this Christian realized this was not an accident. What he surmised was that the same occultic, demonic, satanic powers that the Canaanites and all the pagan tribes in ancient Canaan and the Middle East and all all of the altars to Baal and the human sacrifice to Baal that was conducted by the ancient Canaanites uh, in, in the land of Canaan, that was their power source. But the power source for this super wealthy elite, these super wealthy elite, globalist elite families that were conspiring to take over the money supply of America were drawing on the same Dark, satanic, occultic powers apparently produced, at least in the case of these strange Indians who sacrificed human babies and sacrificed human beings to altars of Baal, like the ancient Canaanites. It's the same dark energy. That same satanic energy flowed into the United States of America and through a vast network of occult, ritual, sacrifice, birth. sacrifices, the principalities and powers were released in America to steal control over our economic system and enslave America. Now, you've got to ask yourself, and so he was praying about this. And what he was trying to say is, you're not going to see, this Christian was trying to say, was that you're not going to see a reversal. You're not going to see God move and deliver his people until God's people wake up and repent for allowing this to happen in the first place. because. The disobedience of God's people, the willful blindness of God's people to what was happening. Uh, God's people didn't do anything to stop it. And continuing to this day, they don't seriously do anything to stop it. And so his intercession involved bringing that to God and standing in the gap in spiritual warfare, which is what we teach on this program constantly. So if what he was trying to say is if you want to see a major transformation in America and the blessing of God return to America and an outpouring of God's grace, and if you want to see a true biblical revival and a true biblical third great awakening, you cannot ignore the occultic demonic systems that were deliberately embedded into America by super wealthy, powerful families that, that draw their power, their wealth, their strength from their Luciferian and secretive worship, the same worship that was conducted by the Canaanites and the heads of these Pharaoh God King uh, super civilizations, that, the relics that are left over from around the world. You see, now this is why the Smithsonian uh, hides all this stuff. You see, all this stuff is hidden from the American public, it's secret history. You don't find out about it in school. You don't find out about it in the History Channel or whatever because they'll give you a a counterfeit form of truth where you think, you know, you're getting the truth. But really, the deep things, the most powerful things, the things that really matter are being concealed from you, like eyes wide shut. You know, Stanley Kubrick was a secular filmmaker, yet he was using his enormous talent as a filmmaker To communicate the truth, very truths we're talking about now. Stanley Kubrick, the film director, was exposing the reality of what really happened with our space program and NASA, what really happened with the occult secret societies and sacrifice, and many other things. Because Stanley Kubrick was an insider among the globalist elite, there are scenes, and I do not recommend that you go see uh, Eyes Wide Shut. It is a very, very. There's no way to say it. It's an offensive movie that is very, very uh, explicit. Now you say, well, why did I see it? I saw it. It was actually years before I made the decision to see it. I saw it because I researched in this area and I had to see it. But it is not something that you toy with or play with at all. And in the movie, he exposes the reality of these secret societies. And in fact, he shoots a very explicit but dark scene in one of the giant mansions owned by the Rothschild family. Now, mysteriously, it was approximately six months after the release of Eyes Wide Shut, that starred uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. About six months after the release of that movie, Stanley Kubrick mysteriously died. And also, Stanley Kubrick, 20 minutes Of very important information, the the studio that released the movie forced him to, in violation of his contract, forced him to uh, edit out about 20 minutes of very important information that would have exposed even more of the reality of the globalist elite. And Kubrick fought until his dying day to get that 20 minutes of footage inserted back into the film. But even the film in its present tense, if you study the other films of Kubrick, like I forgot the one of oh, The Shining, it's got it's filled with coded but very obvious messages uh, that expose the existence of a huge dark secret. But you see, you have to you have to know what the symbols mean and the, the occult messaging that he's exposing means. Otherwise, it's just meaningless to you. And I do not re- recommend that people go out and immerse themselves in, in the study of occult symbolism, by the way. You're playing with fire, and you will be burned. So you don't want to do that. You want to be built up in the Holy Spirit, and as you walk in the power of the Spirit, you very discriminately, very discriminately, uh, and very carefully research. And then most of the time, that means you know, there's many things that I will not open the door to because I don't want to pollute my soul, and you need to be careful about that. Okay, so on top of this Indian burial ground, it turns out that these Indians were were something different genetically than your ordinary Indian, and the central feature of their occultic worship was human and child sacrifice. Now, What you will discover is if you push the envelope further, and I talk about all of this in detail in my books, beginning with A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, The Day the Dollar Died, Conquering the Matrix, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, uh, Power from on High, uh, and the other books, all available at a discount now at paulmcguire.us. We pay for the shipping. Uh, You want to... uh, incrementally increase your knowledge of the truth. Because the reality is that if you really take the Bible seriously, and you really read the Bible, and then when you look at reality, it will become obvious to you that we are not only in a supernatural warfare, but God expects us as his people to be fully up to speed, to be to learn how to wage spiritual warfare on a high level, and I teach that in my books, for um, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's that's the operating mandate from God. These occult secret societies have been around since, since ancient Canaan and the Canaanites. They were around in Babylon. They were around in Sumeria. They were around in uh, uh, Egypt and Europe, and Nazi Germany, and Russia, and yes, they were involved in America, and are still involved in America, and they are the powers behind the powers that are pushing the entire planet to accept this global electronic chip currency. Right now, America is in a financial crisis, and the other nations in the world are in a financial crisis. What will be proposed in the relatively near future What they intend to bring forth, these same people, is they're going to require that you take some kind of microchip, nanochip, neural implant, or whatever exact technology they choose to use, and they're going to make you an offer. And the offer is if you want to buy and sell and participate in the economic system, then you're going to have to renounce Jesus Christ as your Lord, uh, pledge to worship the Antichrist, and then you're going to have to receive this microchip implant of whatever kind or this mark of the beast six 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 now that isn't some you know paranoia fantasy that's not some relic from the book of revelation that is what they have proposed openly they've openly proposed this and they're waiting to manufacture the right national or global crisis in which they will exploit the crisis in order to demand that the entire population receives this mark of the beast, or whatever kind of chip implant it is. But it's going to require that you renounce Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, are you ready to do that? I'm not. And are you uh, ready to uh, uh, worship the Antichrist as God? I'm not. Because the price tag is, you will be sent into the lake of fire for all eternity. Now, that, that prospect may terrify you. But let me tell you something, something I've learned with walking with the Lord for decades. And I'm not going to be glib with you and tell you that I learned it easily. What I have learned is that when life's most difficult situations come upon you, it's not that you won't experience trials and tribulations, because you will. But at those critical and crucial moments, when you're in your human self tempted to be terrified, when your human self, your knees are knocking together, or when your human self you you experience a, a cowardice and a fear that is just unbelievable. And, and don't fake it, okay? The reality is we're all human, we're all vulnerable to this. But what I have experienced throughout my walk with the Lord for decades, what I've experienced is that every time that I have been in, in a danger zone with no way out, I have seen God supernaturally either deliver me or supernaturally give me the supernatural power from on high to, to, to bring me into a fearless state of mind where the presence of God supernaturally fills me, and all of a sudden I know that this power and this fearlessness is not coming from me. I know this is not because Paul McGuire is some superstar spiritual person. I know that. I'm bitterly aware of it. But I, I but unexpectedly, I remember one particular... Environment I was in where the spiritual battle was raging and we were attacked by literally about 24 people who were demon-possessed and part of a some kind of intelligence operation satanic mind control cult. And we had prayed. And I remember being tempted to be afraid. And literally, when I walked through the door into the environment where we would be encountering this satanic mind control cult when I was literally in the doorway, walking through the door into this hostile spiritual warfare environment, instantaneously, I was hit with a massive transformation that exploded in my inner man and totally reconfigured my consciousness and my state of being. I went from kind of like a cautionary, moderately apprehensive, you know, I was trusting God, God was rewarding that, but I, there's no way you could say that I was walking in like abundant victory, but this was a miracle it never happened to be like this before as I was walking through the door from the outside into the inside of this large environment or place where this cult was operating and that 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 were attacking us literally when I'm in the door frame of the door, I am supernaturally transformed, and every microscopic ounce of fear or anxiety or apprehension instantly disappears from my inner man, and I am overwhelmed with supernatural power, and I am overwhelmed with supernatural boldness that I know is produced by the Spirit of God. I am bold and fearless, and I know it's not me. And this literally happens as I'm walking through the doorframe of the doorway. And then when I entered the hostile environment with all these demon-possessed people, who, I, who I'd been casting demons out of in, in previous days during the, the event that, that I was speaking at, all of a sudden, the strategy that we worked out before, I, de- I decided I was not going to follow that strategy. Because I was literally filled with power from on high. And I was re- literally filled with supernatural boldness a boldness that made me, in that moment, when I was in that zone, I was supernaturally fearless. And I was bold. I was so bold, <laughs> I, I literally walked up to the leader and put my nose up to his nose. I mean, it's not, not, not quite that close. Let's say about 12 inches. And I, but I was looking at him right in the face, face to face. And the boldness in me and the power that was resonating out of my inner being hit him. And he was immobilized. He was paralyzed, not because I did something that was incredible or said something that was incredible. It's just the power of God operating in me hit him on a supernatural level. Now, you, if you haven't already experienced that kind of thing, you can experience that kind of thing. The key is that you walk in boldness, and you don't make it up. You, you pray. You seek the Lord. And, and if, you'll, if you're faithful to do that, then God will show up in your life, and your circumstances, in the most unexpected and overwhelming ways. I had another experience. I was on the Jim Baker show with Troy Anderson and uh, Kevin Jessup, uh, all who I've worked with either writing books or in ministry. And, and the Lord gave me a word. And uh, I didn't recognize the extent of the fact that the Lord gave me a word, which I shared. And I basically said something to the effect of that when when the Church of Jesus Christ is is afraid and is in fear, it's because they're not uh, waiting on the Lord and asking the Lord to fill them with supernatural boldness. Now, when I said this over the air, over the television uh, appearance, when I said this, there was a real anointing on the words, and I said it in such a way that was it was much more... Uh, uh, concise than what I just said to you now, because what I just said to you now it came from a more human remembrance place. When I said it on the television set, it was more of a word from the Lord, and there was an anointing on it, and I didn't realize how powerful the anointing was. Well, somebody at Charisma Magazine saw this, and they they did a story on me and the program and the other guests also, and they they Attached in their story, uh, at the Charisma website, which is massive, they attached in the story they did on that word that I had about boldness, they attached a video link and a video clip of the word that I gave on the the Jim Baker show. This was, I don't know, four years ago, I guess. And uh, I'll try to find it and and post it up at at Paulmaguire.com for you. So it was a supernatural word from the Lord about the need for Christians and the church to be bold in the power of the Holy Spirit. And what I said, I think, at the time was something to the effect of, it, when the church is not bold, it's because it's not filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and that boldness from God is a direct result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's what I want to impart to you today, as you walk like I walk in this fallen world. The way we're victorious is we ha- we need to seek the, the Lord. And it doesn't mean we have to be. Supersonic Christians. It just means we got to be honest to God and cry out to God and pray, and then God will show up. So I just want to pray really briefly for you at the end of the Paul McGuire Report today. I feel led to pray for you because the Lord is imparting on my heart that some of you listening right now are experiencing spiritual warfare situations where you're facing an enemy, you're facing an adversary, you're facing a, a very problematic situation in which you're tempted to be afraid. That's part of your spiritual battle. And don't feel ashamed or guilty. Just come to the Lord and ask the Lord to help you with your unbelief and to help you by filling you with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will find, and we're going to pray for you in a moment, is the Lord knows you by name. He knows the hairs on your head. It's not an accident that you're listening to me speak on this particular subject because it's, it's dealing with something that you're going through. Many of you are going through. So join with me in prayer and pray for the others as you're praying for yourself in terms of receiving this, okay? Because we're one in the Spirit. We're one in the body of Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you now for every person listening to the Paul McGuire Report, wherever you are in America or wherever you are in the world. And we pray, all of the people listening to the program and myself, we pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that you would help every single person. And every individual involved in a spiritual battle or a spiritual conflict. Lord, help them with your power right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we take authority over the spirit of fear and we strike it down and take dominion over the spirit of fear that would attempt to operate in the life of any person listening. And that includes you listening now. The spirit of fear. Has been legally bound by our authority in Jesus Christ. That spirit of fear has been bound over your life right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask together right now in the name of Jesus that in the authority of Jesus Christ, the supernatural power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis, would infuse every person listening that right now in the name of Jesus that the supernatural power of God would fill with force your inner man or inner man or your inner woman. So receive it right now, even if it's just a mustard seed of faith, receive it right now in the name of Jesus. You are being filled supernaturally. At this exact second, you are being filled supernaturally with the supernatural power of God. And it is a force. And so, Lord, let that force, your presence, your power, your glory, let the force of the Lord... Enter the lives and hearts of every person who is asking for it right now. Let them be filled and fortified with the supernatural power of God. And Lord, we ask together in Jesus' name that every serpent, every demon, every attack of the evil one regarding fear or anxiety or trepidation or whatever, Lord, break that and drive it out of their life right now in the name of Jesus. And with your overwhelming force and love and forgiveness and power, come upon them. Infuse them with your presence right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, regarding the battle or the struggle that they're involved in, show yourself right now at this moment to be mighty. Mighty is our God. Mighty is our God. So receive the mighty God, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, into your inner man or woman, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Father, in the name of Jesus, in the authority of Christ. Let the dominion of Jesus rule and reign in your heart and mind and be filled right now to overflowing with the supernatural authority and boldness of the Lord. Now just drink in the boldness of the Lord and receive his supernatural authority. And the Lord is promising you that you will see his power move unbridled and unbroken. The power of God is moving in your life right now in the name of Jesus. Simply get out of the way and open yourself up to the Lord and his presence and his power. Bless your people, God. Bless every one of them supernaturally. Let the anointing of God break every yoke, Father, in the name of Jesus. Meet all of their needs in abundance. Heal, Father. Prosper, God. Give provision, God. Save souls, God. Forgive, everyone of every sin, past, present, and future through the blood of Jesus. Save those that need to be saved and deliver all of your people right now in the name of Jesus. We rejoice together because we're the body of Christ. Now say this out loud. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for filling us with your peace, power, and boldness. In Jesus' name, by faith, we receive it. and We thank you for it and praise your name. Amen and amen. And that was real and that's God. That's Jesus showing up. And may He always, may He always have access to this program. Keep me in your prayers. We're going to turn it around. Where two or more agree in prayer, nothing is impossible for them. And so, in that spirit, the spirit of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, we close today's edition of the Paul McGuire Report. Stand with us. If the Lord speaks to you about contributions, then give. Help us by signing on to our eBlast lists. And spreading the links far and wide. And most of all, pray for us. Pray for me. Pray for our families. Pray for those who are part of this ministry, unseen people who are part of this ministry. We thank you for being our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. May God bless you beyond your wildest expectations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us.